0: Fables of Latour The War of a Thousand Dragons.
1: Featuring Quentin Foote as the Dungeon Master, Caden Chad as Corpse Paint, Christopher Wallett as Ember Waves, Kirsten Gray as Faye Walker, Knut Ellingson as Nordum Ironboot, and Kyle Trenholm Nevet as Valorous Rochelle.
2: To what I'm pretty sure is known as the Fables of Latour, the War of a Thousand Dragons. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but we are on Celestial Harmony Part Two, and we are going to throw our recap on our oh-so-amazing Christopher James Roulette Ember Waves.
1: Oh, oh dear lord! Uh, by the styles, no, last week. Um... Festivus! No, not Festivus. There was, (laughs) in fact, a festival within Raven's Crest, the Day of Celestial Harmony, I believe, which is the um, sort of like a spring equinox, I believe, uh, Fable Weaver, uh, as well as a day far marked within the eclipse, the moons. Uh, So a massive celebration being held in Raven's Crest. Uh, It was a little bit of a, you know... um, uh, the Fay was was a little tired from from the journey. Nordam had some business to attend, so it kind of it kind of became a little of a debauchery boys' night out sort of ordeal, <laughs> as it were. Um, but jokes aside, uh, we went to the weigh in. Um, Bram ended up purchasing us some of those celestial glasses that allowed us to look at the eclipse, uh, which was really a, a cool little touch. Um, Bram had some quote unquote business to attend with within the tavern uh, with the their Maiden that had been on the road and in doing so uh it freed Valeris and ember to go and visit with Lord skent uh, In seeing this it was uh, discovered that uh, the entrance had the sigil of house Arda um, which lo and behold uh, Ember now knows is the uh, uh, sigil of uh, Valeris's house uh, we talked to uh, Lord skent himself about some of the the contracts um, the... It was kind of agreed upon that Valeris would, would look into, at the very least, the, um... I believe there's an amulet you mentioned? Amulet of What's the Void. Correct. Amulet of the Void, if my, uh, if my notes serve me correctly. Uh, and it was actually taken from him from a halfling guard named Heron Thrawn, with shaven hair and daggers of foot. Um... Following this, with business attended, uh, we all met back up uh, initially at the dueling ring, as it were, in which Brom Nightwish uh, smacked around a smaller dwarf individual, uh, feigning ignorance a little bit uh, in, in being able to garner the upper hand, but winning a little bit of coin there and going festivities around uh brahm doing a little bit of drug dealing um or at least trying to mark his his networking contacts for wizard's dream is uh i believe is is the coined term that Caden's right. using but uh and i mean we also stumbled on the actual potion stuff of the fair which was kind of cool yep. we purchased up some different things that can like change your skin color um one can shrink you down uh there was some health potions just regular ones Uh, So that was fun. We did a uh, climb the greased pole, I believe, is is the easiest way to put it. Uh, And thanks to actually thanks to Ember's hand. The only reason that he could do it uh, because he sort of crushed into the wood on the way back up. But uh, an extra 100 um, GP, which is going to be he gave out uh, some money to the kids to go and spend on sweets to enjoy the festivities before their parents could catch them. And then the fortune teller and then the fortune teller, Quentin, in Mm, which um, a lady fortune teller, I believe was her name, uh, in which we the three of us had gone in and she, quite frankly, just asked us, would you like your fortunes told? uh, And would you like a in nicer terms, a tarot reading, you know, as it were? So we agreed yes we're gonna we're gonna um sit down, have our fortune sold, some ominous stuff, some things from the past, some things for potentially the future as well um and I mean, we drew cards out of the deck, um whether or not we necessarily knew what the deck was uh we didn't know initially, Ember started to suspect some stuff when Brom had pulled the first one uh and sort of fire and brimstone lit around him in arcane that no <laughs> one else saw. So he currently, to my knowledge, has a, a devil or a demon of a, some a, a sort. A demon from
2: the underworld, correct. A demon After from him. the
1: underworld at an unknown uh, unknown rating. Uh, so that'll be fun. Uh, Amber pulled one in seeing this to think, like, okay, maybe something different's gonna happen. Um, um, I, I pulled the rogue card out of the deck of many things. Uh kyle playing valorous, uh, apparently got a hell of a lot more wealthy as yeah. he is now the lord of a keep in the north uh, the magma isles i believe correct yeah south is somewhere
2: yeah. in like the northern archipelago
1: yeah uh and then just for shits and gigs um Brahm said okay well i'll pull another one and i believe at that point uh a it was the knight. knight card. Yes, mm. uh, the knight, which creates a level four uh, fighter who's supposed to serve him, happened to be two things: one, the rogue of Ember Waves, whom had never met this man before in his life, and two, Brom's son, Brom's illegitimate fathered son, illegitimate <laughs> fathered son. Um, he he kind of <laughs> suspected it, not a hundred percent. We had to fight him anyways because he was under the rogue uh, capability. So he was going to he was going to murk me. Uh, Ember, I would argue, put a a very short. Yeah, you laid him down. Yeah, I didn't want to deal with that, to be perfectly honest with yeah. you. And then we left the body with the hag. Yep. Um, the lady fortune teller. The lady. F- sorry, correction. The lady fortune yes. teller. <laughs> yes, yes, says that uh, Ember saw is not the lady fortune teller. Uh, and we said, uh, yeah, that's enough for tonight and went to bed. <laughs> yep, correct.
2: Um, I don't know if you mentioned it, but you spent a good like hour or two in a spa as
1: well. And the oh, spa that is incredible. Tr- it is delightful. I highly recommend yeah. Faye and Nordum.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Full except for we're, well, except for we're leaving spa. this morning,
1: but still. <laughs> yeah, oh, morning.
0: <laughs> I miss um, the episode where there's a deck of many things. Sorry, bro. You did. You what? did. maybe, God maybe,
3: maybe Faye and Nordum can find it. Lady Faye fortune teller again in the future. No, just the two of
1: us. Moment yes, passed. It. We missed it. A mysterious can't. deck of cards uh, blows in the wind in front of you. <laughs> Do you reach for one?
2: Oh no! I was just—I was so ready to fuck this campaign up with that deck, and it was—it was a hoot. Um, I, was, I was expecting
1: oh, void. I was fully expecting void. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um. However, while all of that chicanery that was just uh, elegantly explained to you was going on, um, Nordum, you oh. were, for whatever reason, kind of pulled into Dutch's um, talents, as it were, and he kind of brought you around. Um, you guys went and got all of the resources necessary for the last half of your journey. Um, you uh, replenished any supplies that you would need Um, so I'll give you the opportunity quick if you need there's a magic shop, a general goods shop you can just tell me what you want Um, think on that for a couple minutes Okay. because Faye Mm -hmm. now as a DM is wont to do you were unfortunately sick last session and we are so happy that you are feeling better
3: Thank you. Sorry I missed such a (laughs) lovely episode. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: No worries. So you told the group in game, as a matter of fact, that you were feeling under the weather. So let's explore why Faye was feeling under the weather last session. Oh, okay. So you find yourselves in the way in. And it is a bustle. This uh, Raven's Crest, as you guys kind of figured out, was... Uh, a majority of gnome and halfling population. Very jovial, very fun. Um, You guys stand a a whole like half body taller than pretty much everyone around you. Um, The way in is run by two gnomes, a lovely couple. Tawny and Ruvian, I believe I called them. Brom had rented you each out a room for the night. Uh, Braum kind of showered you all with like just some nice, you know, let this day be on me kind of thing. Suddenly, Fae, as you're kind of standing in this somewhat overwhelming uh, tavern with everyone hooting and hollering, celebrating the the day of celestial harmony, um, you feel very hot and, and sweaty. And to be honest, you're nearly swept off your feet by a wave of pure anguish and woe. And soon a thousand voices begin to cry and ring inside your head as the insufferable moans of the damned overwhelm you. Suddenly you're drawn back to reality as Brahm hands you a cold brass key to the room he has rented you. You take it graciously and let everyone know that you're just gonna go rest for a while. Several drunken gnomes and halflings are cheering to the day of celestial harmony as you navigate the crowded inside to your room's door. Upon entering, you find a sense of calm start to wash over the dread that made you pale and clammy. You rest on your bed. And begin to fall into a peaceful trance. Eyes closed, you suddenly feel a great jolt shudder your bed. Upon opening your eyes, you see hundreds of spirits crammed into your small room, each and every one in various states of distress. Some scream while others weep. Most of them have horrid and visible causes of death, stab wounds, broken bones and severed limbs, burns and great voids of flesh. In a pure state of shock, you find yourself unable to move and melt into a ball upon your bed, wishing for peace and quiet. Eventually, as you are tormented and find yourself unable to leave or wish away the noise you give in to it. The more stories you listen to, the quieter the room becomes, until eventually only two spirits remain. One is a halfling dressed in armor that you've seen the guards of Ravencrest wearing. He is covered in patches of mold and fungi growing from various wounds, and he requests that you find his body three days northwest from here. He explains that on him is a stolen medallion and requests it to be returned to Raven's crest so he may find peace. After he vanishes, the final spirit is a gloom elf, clearly showing signs of having drowned. She instructs you, nay begs you, to travel to Perdition Island so that they may communicate better with you and give you very important information. After she has said her piece, you are left in the evening with a quiet and still room, and that is where you find yourself. Hoots and hollers, fireworks and music fill your ears again. Because the world around you comes back into reality. That's a lot. I get it. (laughs) And I will drag you over to our map, which you can find on all of our social media, dear listeners. And I will point you to Perdition Island, which is a rather large island between the land of Rogar and the Dwarves of Silver Rock, south of the Half Moon
3: Sea. This guy right there. Okay. Do I get a sense of how far of a travel that is?
2: So if you were to leave from um, Crater Bay, you think it would be maybe a cycle of sailing if it was good?
3: Okay. Uh, right away after having that cacophony of noise and shouts and screams in her, her mind, it, it brings Faye back to um, the first night that the caretaker ever reached out to her because she had started to see visions of spirits before then and it was a very similar night where it just got so overwhelming that Faye just called out into the ether for someone anyone to make it stop and the caretaker answered mm-hmm. so I think what she will do uh, not that she doesn't do any like daily prayers but i think she will actually just take some time to center herself and do a proper prayer to the caretaker thank you for clearing my mind and directing the at least these two spirits to me um He's a little concerned that all those voices came at her all at once again and is going to try to see if she can get a gauge uh, from the caretaker mm-hmm. if sh- what she's doing is on the right path or not. If that makes any sense.
2: Religion check, please.
3: Okay. Fifteen.
2: The only sense of like confirmation that you get is that this is happening because it is the day of celestial harmony. It, You know that it is just a day where nature lines up perfectly and the veils of hidden realities are lifted. Mm-hmm. Um, you think that's why you have such an overwhelming um, sense of your general spiritual awareness. But give me a history check too. Sure, sure. Twelve. Yeah, you think back on Perdition Island and nothing really rings a bell as to why that spirit would want you to meet her there.
3: Perfect. So after just having that time to uh, send her herself, um, she'll have, like, Faye has just, uh, like, a bundle of incense sticks that she would have, like, lit and properly made, like, a temporary altar, I suppose. Right. And... Would call forth uh, Luna mm-hmm. to just have as like a emotional s- support mm-hmm. creature, and I I don't think she comes down for the cele- the celebrations, right? Because yeah. you know, all things considered, she just uh, murked a guy that was on her list, and yeah. um knew that there were more people beyond him pulling the strings for what happened, um back in Shadowscorn, the, the village that she lived in. Yeah. Um, but now having, like, a name, she is just gonna just kind of self-reflect, I-, I guess, in a way. And yeah. will, like, join much later in the evening, probably when everyone's gone to bed and before everyone's woken yeah. up kind of thing, right?
2: Yeah, which works out good, because the last scene of the last episode is Nordum and you having dinner together and the other three showing up. Um, Perfect. And a cute little conversation is exchanged. Um, Nordum, Hey. Uh, no pressure, but if that was just an opportunity, if there's anything you needed checked
0: off your list. Uh, yeah, actually um, I'd like to go to maybe the, the, the magic shop and All right. see if there's anything That would boost my dexterity because I'm a big, fat, little slow (laughs) boy. You're you're big boned. (laughs) Um,
2: yeah. So you walk to a magic shop. Um, it's pretty, uh, quaint. Um, you remember a lot of these buildings are like tall and bent and crooked, all sorts of funny ways. Um, so you walk up to the door and it's like slanted. Um, miraculously somehow like the glass pane hasn't shattered and you're even surprised when the door actually opens and um, you step inside to creaky floorboards and um, just an ancient man uh, just like he's walking from one side of his uh, table to the other side and you've been watching him and it's probably taken him a minute to walk like 10 feet. It's just oh, shuffling nice. his little slippers across
0: the floor. Uh, excu- excuse me, sir. I'll, like, walk up to him. Oh. Oh, my goodness. He- Hello, young fella. How are you doing today? I, uh, doing, doing well. How How are you, Tamer? Oh, you know, I woke up this morning, so that was pretty good. <laughs> and, uh, it's the day of celestial harmony, so there's nothing really to complain about. Bonus on top of waking up, I guess.
2: Okay, now I I tell you one thing, though. If those young whippersnappers come in here and fire another firecracker, I'm gonna lose it.
0: Oh, I'm sure they wouldn't do that to you, old-timer.
2: You wouldn't think so. Nobody seems to have respect for their elders anymore.
0: (laughs) What can I do for you? I'm uh, looking for something to uh, maybe help boost my my get-up-and-go. You know, the... The, the speed, the little, you know, kind of oh, yeah. help me land a, a fall if I trip kind of thing.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, dexterity is pretty important out on the road, isn't
0: it? I very much so. You see, he, oh, man, these <laughs> <His> wizard <laughs>
2: robes have to be as old as he is. Oh, and God. um, you see, he comes out from behind his little table, which is basically like, It's like front desk area. Um, and he's wearing like very fuzzy um slippers and they have little bunny ears on each one. And he's just like sliding his feet across the dusty, uh, sun-bleached
0: wooden floor. Anyways, would you grab that chair for me? Hey, uh, normal. Grab the chair and bring it over for him. Alright, he just very, very gingerly sits down.
2: Um and he just like lifts up his robes, and then you're like, "Whoa!" And it's not too much though. He just kind of places them on his knees. And he's got two um, anklets on um, greaves, and they're uh, leather greaves. And he starts to like unstrap them. Swear to God, five minutes to unstrap one of these greaves, and he hands it to you. He goes, "Well, you know, these help me around the shop." Um, you, you can try it on. It, it, I, I probably have some extra string in the back. I think your legs are a little bigger than mine. But uh, yeah, it's probably what you're looking for. And, um, you you know, this would give you like a
0: plus two bonus
2: to your dexterity. If you
0: put okay. both of them on, i was just gonna say, not helping this guy much. All right, Um, normal. Probably put them on, try them out, grab the extra string to help with that. Do they feel good?
2: Yeah, you you managed to, uh, you know, yeah, you definitely got attached that extra uh, leather string. Um, they fit nice and snug. What kind of armor? You you just have half plate, right? Yeah, just a uh, half plate. Uh... Yeah, so, so you don't have any kind of leg armor anyways. So this is just kind of like it fits nicely under yeah. or
0: over your boots, whatever you kind of prefer. All right, Ortamer. timer. Uh, now the question is how much?
2: I, just, I don't know. How, how much do you want to pay? Uh, you, you, you give me a you give me a basic like intelligence check.
0: Intelligence check. All right. Uh, that's eleven plus two, thirteen.
2: These are probably like going fast. Is 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 a hot commodity, and there's a pretty piece of magic on these. You think they're probably worth like five hundred gold?
0: Oh my lord, five hundred gold. Uh,
2: have Have you ever Listen, I'll take two hundred gold off, right? But I've got some heavy lifting that needs to do it. You can hang around the shop for a few hours and just
0: help an old man out. How about how about take 300 off? Because they're not really my style. And, I, and I'll, I'll lift anything you need.
1: Hmm. All right,
0: Give me a persuasion check. Oh, Norm's good at those. That is a 15 plus 4. 19.
2: Here's a... Uh, I'll take 250 off and I'll give you a really good lunch. It's soup. Uh,
0: it's, uh, soup. It's easy
2: on the belly. Yeah.
0: What what kind of soup?
2: And today today was rabbit soup. But I I've, I've been marinating them, you know, for a couple of days. Pickled rabbit. <laughs> 275
0: plus the soup. <laughs> and and, and, a, and a good day's labor, young man. Yeah, and a good day's labor. Sold,
2: and he he begins the very arduous task of taking off the other other grief <laughs> and giving it to you. <coughs> and yeah, you just kind of spend a couple hours in here. Uh, you you lift around some big like arm wires that are just filled with like delicate vials and glass spheres. Um, he's just got, it's just like junk, like fucking floor to ceiling in this little store outlet. So, um, but he's quite an amiable old man. Um, you're a little bit surprised. Um, maybe pickled rabbit is just a secret you didn't know about, but it is delicious.
0: <laughs> if it's delicious, I'm going to ask him for a little go to go container to take on the journey. Maybe it's a little he was- treat.
2: You, you know, you know, Shiny, you've just been such great company today. Uh, of course, of course. And he he kind hey. of uh, gets you like a wooden bowl. And he's got like a nice lid for it. And he oh. just hands that to you.
0: Just here's an open bowl. I thought at first. Yeah. I <laughs> anyway, thank you. Good, sir. Uh, was this maybe can I do like maybe a perception check to see, like, if there is anything of interesting interest. In yeah, the box yeah, as I move around, please do. That's not gonna be good. That's a four plus one or plus two, so that's a six.
2: Yeah, actually, you see, it strikes you. It's, 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 um, you've spent some time on the sea now, a little bit here and there, also being an ex commander. Um, a little bit of lore. Dwarves in Latour are not, they, they are, they are very like adept at sailing um you know clans are a big thing so they'll often sail around Latour to each other mm. um so you spend some time sailing and now you're in these open plains and you see this handsome um brass it's like it's like kind of like gone to a reddish hue now spyglass mm. and um you get like some sense that like there might be some like old forgotten magic on this thing normal
0: will probably pick it up how, how much for this this uh junk spyglass in the box here, old man. Uh, He he shuffles over to it.
2: The little bunny ears on his slippers just flopping with every every slide. He takes it from you. He kind of like slides it open and he looks through it.
0: He goes, "Ah, I don't know. Like five gold. Good enough for me. I'll give him five more gold. Sold. I probably have to borrow some of that 400 gold in the parties. piggy bank right now
2: so you have a successful day um you've done your chores with dutch um you head back Faye is nowhere to be seen you kind of go and knock on her door brahm had paid for dinner so tawny is like this little like uh blonde uh gnome and uh she's offered you guys dinner so you're just kind of eating that um at one of the tables now that the inn has quieted down um most of the festivities have gone outside and people are starting to trickle into their own homes now pretty big storm has kind of like not a storm but like a cloudy night has rolled in um and ember you guys walk in and you see nordum and Faye there and it's quite late now but uh yeah feel free to pick up here
0: is it is it also pickled rabbit soup <laughs> it's not much to your yeah. dismay
2: damn, damn it rabbit. damn it <laughs> Shit.
1: Yeah, uh probably I mean I don't know what your guys' passive insights are, but uh it, it, all things considered, like there's like, oh yeah, they were out having fun and also like oh they look a little like harrowed. Like they, they don't necessarily, like they they look like they, you know, were out and they you know had some had some drinks and stuff like that, but they also like there's a different mood in entering <laughs> uh <laughs> back into uh, the way in, as it were, and uh uh i feel like um well valerius already indicated that he was just done for the night so i'm sure he would just give you sort of a nod Faye, of just like hey we're alive kind of thing uh yeah. and then probably uh head back upstairs cuz we do have an early morning tomorrow and then uh brom yeah brom i don't know what brom would do he'd you'd either have a drink and be uh trying like reignite, but I think he'd probably just go to bed on this one, to be perfectly honest with you. Um,
0: probably f- try to find a single lady at the a bar. fair meeting? Go. No, he,
1: the fair yeah, meeting, he, he already... Yeah, that was, uh, that was a midday um, <laughs> festivity, as it were. Um, yes. and
2: to be honest, Brom bro had a bit of a traumatic
1: uh, evening. Yeah, the... <laughs> the yeah, I, th- I think, like, for him, like he's probably going to call it a little early, because there's something... There was too much of a familiarity. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's like, no, but but he said he was from Eridinia. <laughs> like, yeah. twenty years ago, that would have been. Oh, I would have been in that area. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh.
1: Um, but Ember, uh, Ember would stay. Uh, okay, we were, we've been on the road for what? Two nights since you Before, left Red, Red Willow. Yeah, it's two, been three. like a
2: solid cycle. Yeah. Okay.
1: It's, okay, it's yeah. been a solid. Okay.
2: We always skip a little bit of time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just as it's inferred, but yeah, it's been about a cycle.
1: Been about a cycle. Okay. Uh, Ember would stay awake. Um, yeah, he would. He would stay up with you guys and kind of uh, catch up. The what uh, what you'd been up to for the day. He's slightly hiccuping because he is a wee boy and uh, has had. A, bev, a bevy or two. <laughs> no, no, no. God, no. Just like a beer or two. But <laughs> uh,
3: DM, I do have a question. Just because since yes. I missed an episode. Did I ever see Dalton again? Was he ever in the fight? No. With the bandits? Uh, you lost
2: track of him when he was in the tree. And you got yeah. kind of distracted Jumped. with a harrowing battle. <laughs> um, yeah. I know uh, that was the day before. And you hadn't seen any sign of him coming up to Raven's cross
3: Yeah. Uh, Ember, you, um, had a good night, good day, I suppose. You look like you had a fun.
1: Uh, right. Um, no, it was, uh, it was very really good. The morning was very relaxing. Yes, if we ever come back to here, there's a spa. Mm. Ten out of ten. It will light up your world. It is wonderful. There's a lot of fun little things that, uh, me and, and Brom and uh, Valorous, uh, I uh, got up to, but, uh, nothing too, too bad. The other, I think, he took a contract to find some sort of amulet of the
0: void. Ooh. Ooh. So. But, uh, do you mean, like, a procuring? He'll use the hand gestures. A procuring contract? <clears throat> Alright, um.
3: Are you good? I. D- do you want, like, a little bit? Of, I have some.
0: I, I This
1: last hour of the festival was. a lot. It was a lot. Okay. Okay. Uh. Thank you, sir. It's very good to have. good friends. Uh. Amulets. Procurements. reprocurements. procurements. It was taken from. Um. Scant. Lord! Scant. It was taken from him and so we are to sniff out the bastard who did it, uh, it was, um, it was a heffling. uh, wow, what is this, a hard name to say, her tron tron, Anyways, uh, heveling shifted, he's got a bunch of daggers on him, apparently he stole it from Skent, and so scant is like yo you should re-procure it back for me so is it really stealing if it's stealing to get back to the original owner that is really the question i have for you For
0: <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> um well i mean if he stole it in the first place again then hey it's too. That's no, too it's, far it's, down the rabbit yeah. hole. Possession is
2: nine tenths of the law, really. <laughs> to be honest. Um,
3: Faye, I'm guessing it sounds familiar.
2: Yes, as Ember is describing this yeah. halfling. Um, very. Um, of course, the halfling you saw was dead. Yes. Um, and had <laughs> and showed great signs of being dead. Yeah. Um, but it does
1: match uh, mm-hmm. what Ember is talking about. A uh, halfling stole an amulet. Yeah, this is what he said. he's a nice guy. Really, like, open. I asked him about, like, his magic stuff, and he's like, you can take a look. And I'm like, wow, man, I mean, your house, but, like, cool. Um, yeah, so, sorry, halfling, right. Um, shaved head, amulet. Said he stole it from skins. Used to be a guard or something? I don't know.
4: Uh,
3: well, how how convenient, um you know, today, the the celestial harmony day the the veils and the nature are, you know, are thin and all at one at the same time. I was visited by a half lane spirit this afternoon. That, why it's part of the reason why I turned in for the the afternoon. Yeah, he's dead. He's three days northwest of here on the way to three gates, I think. It's a little weird because he asked me to retrieve an amulet that was on his body and return it back to Raven's quest. crest.
1: Sorry, I'm just getting over the fact again that you speak to dead people sometimes and that's <clears throat> I'm just yeah, being it... perfectly frank, That's a lot. Like, you are handling it very well.
3: <laughs> oh, well, today wasn't a great day. It was a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying, like, I would be screaming. I'd be running. It would be awful. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. No, but, um, fortuitous, perhaps, if it is in line with, um, Eren, Eren, here we go, if is if his all one sit back, uh,
0: you know, if he feels bad, we make gold, it's great.
4: <laughs>
0: so, so the person that apparently stole the amulet from Lord Skent came to you in a dream saying that they were dead with the amulet or... And they wanted returned back here.
3: Uh, well, it wasn't a dream; it was real. It was I like guess. The space.
1: It was like yes, she knows. She's seen it.
4: So um, this
0: person visited you. The ghost of this person visited you. But that, that thats not. They want the ambulance returned here. Yeah, Did they which say is who?
3: You just said to return to Ravens Crest, right? Yeah. Quentin, that's kind of all I inferred from it. That's all he said. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know if Skent is maybe indeed the rightful is... owner or if it belongs to someone else or if it belongs to just Ravenscrest crest in general. Maybe it's a, a community thing. I, I don't know. Uh, just... Skent,
1: Skent is the lord here. So, I mean, it lines up.
3: But yeah, I, well, there's lots of people of power who can get access to um, things that are not theirs. If um, you remember I, a princess who had a gem mm, that was not hers.
2: I, oh, who I, does well, the gem really like
1: belong to, Faye? <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> the
3: dwarves and she stole it from the
4: dwarves!
1: <laughs> it was not right, hers! Okay. <laughs> all, 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 all I am saying is if the, um, if we go grab amulet off that body, in wherever they go and bring it back here. I do your fucking rights and stuff. I don't, it's nature of It, it, it,
3: it does not. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This, well, we can have this conversation another time.
1: There's no sense to it, me. If it comes back to scant and you get like a boop, 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 no. Then we deal with it then. But if it goes to scans and quiet, then. So, yeah.
3: We. Oui. Oui.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you for um, appreciating my mother tongue of undercomment.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> to me, it uh. just seems odd that the ghost that stole the amulet would want to bring it back. Right. To the place he stole it, but I can't.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, that's up to
0: me. You
2: you know that these souls are damned for a specific reason, mm-hmm. and they always want you to do something so they yeah. can move on.
3: Yeah, I guess so. Um, well the, the the spirits that I that I see are those who are forward either way. So. I mean, us retrieving the amulet and returning it, maybe it is to its rightful owner because he knows that he stole it from, you know, stole it unlawfully and want just in order for him to move on to whatever, whether that's the underworld or to place beyond. I don't I don't know, if, uh, Quentin, if we ever if I ever heard a if there's the underworld and then there's is there heaven or is there a different name for heaven?
2: Oh boy, they're... <clears throat> so it's... it's Yes, there, you have the Underworld. Mm-hmm. As, as in real life, <laughs> same in Latour, who fucking knows? Okay. <laughs> and it is something that bothers people greatly, of course. Mm-hmm. A lot of religions in Latour say different things, and right. those non-religious maybe are just nihilists and think that it just ends when you die. Yeah. You don't know? Have-
3: we know. Okay.
2: And, and and you work for the woman, the
0: caretaker, who knows the secret. Yeah. Faye, you need to get some inside information. That's what you need.
3: Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Faye knows that there's a garden or a hut with a very beautiful pond. And to her that's enough for her, so she doesn't know really where else. Yeah, but yeah, good point. Sorry, we don't need to get into this conversation. That's besides <laughs> the point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe it's just as simple as the amulet was, Lord Skansen. It just needs to be returned for this Heron Thren to...
0: Move on, I guess. To move
3: on to wherever it is that he needs to go. That's part of my job, is to just beckon and guide souls to wherever they need to go. Well, I should say... Guide them to the caretaker, who then guides them to wherever they needs to go. I haven't talked about this to a lot of people. This is a uh,
4: strange.
1: In all fairness, uh, it kind of prompted it with uh, what you just said.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh.
2: You see, uh, Tawny Tickletoe, the owner, one of the owners. Oh, uh,
3: Tickletoe! That's so cute.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she just hears you guys chatting because you're like the only people up still, and she just slides a cup of coffee in front of Ember. She kind of pats you on the back. She's like, "That, that will make you feel better." That is very good Thank you, <clears> honey. <throat> she comes up to each of you guys and gives you each um, uh, a wine skin filled with uh, hot water to get cozied up in your bed with. I hope you all sleep well. Uh, Rulian and I are going to bed now, so.
1: Oh good night. So, sorry to keep you up, of course. Bonsoir.
0: I, uh, bed does sound good for me too. Uh, Ember, you guys didn't, uh, slander the Red Willow Guild's name in any ways with your partying tonight? <laughs> uh
1: no! Uh, Perfect.
0: That's I, that's all that really matters. <laughs>
1: uh, that. We might have some mad parents at us, but that's about the extent of it. What did you do to the kids? I gave the kids <laughs> gold to go buy candy. Oh, okay. a nice gesture. It's. I said okay. to do it before the parents could stop them, so they could you know enjoy their sugar a little bit. Besides that, no, we're fine. If anything, they are more impressed because I climbed the slippery grease pole.
3: Mm. Oh, congratulations.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Apparently this thing has some uses. (laughs) Give me one of your uh, monikers.
2: Ember waves. The conqueror of the greasy pole.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If he was a bard, perhaps, but <laughs> yeah. that won't be taken out of context. <laughs> no, never, of course. <laughs> Alright.
3: Too bad, I guess.
1: Mm, too bad. Too bad. <laughs>
3: too bad.
2: You guys sleep. Um, you have a great sleep at that. Um you wake up uh bright and early, as Dutch made it very clear, you guys are to leave with the sunrise. Mm-hmm. Um At which point you step outside, Um, the caravan is uh, waiting as everyone is just kind of downing their morning breakfast, uh, slurping back cups of hot coffee and tea, and people start uh, clamoring onto their chuck wagons. You kind of notice a uh, uh, kind of a tickle as uh, rain is falling with abundance. Um, You think that it has been falling all night, and that the snow, for the most part, will most likely be gone within this cycle. As it appears spring is in full swing. Yeah. So you guys uh, get the carts turned around and make your way out of Raven's Crest with your eyes set on the horizon. Our final
3: destination with Dutch's caravan is three gates, right? Yeah, okay, correct. Yeah,
1: as per the contracts. Yes. And we've already gotten one done, guys.
0: We're
3: doing one good. Three. Doing
0: good. Yeah. Well, four, no casualty, but besides some dragon bloods, I guess.
2: Yes. So speaking of which.
4: Oh, yeah, um, it is. You guys.
2: Yeah, you're on you're on the road now on the Great Road, as it were, the Southern Great Road heading north. Um, Faye, you're kind of looking around. I think customarily you and Ember have been on the bench of the chuck wagon. Um, I know Nordum has been on BB and um, Braum has been riding uh, Craig and Valorous has been meditating in your guys' chuck wagon.
3: Valorous is being Ballers is not doing anything during the yes. actual travel. <laughs> Correct. Kyle's not here to defend himself. Haha. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: you guys, you're looking around Faye, and um, you kind of crane your neck behind you, and, and you see Dez, the uh, dragon blood, uh, is still got bandages on one side of his face. And he is driving their chuck wagon all by himself as his brother and companion fell in the bandit raid mm-hmm. three horses kind of blow past your guys's cart and they kind of just like narrowly dodge around you nordum on bb and it's three ponies and on the ponies are three are two halflings and a gnome and The two halflings are just rugged. They have large cloaks, um, just layers of furs. And the gnome is draped in a cowl um, with a thick uh, cloak on top, and he's in like black leathers and he's got two um, fine looking uh, daggers strapped to his chest. And um, you see they kind of ride up to Dutch and, you know, Dutch has hired them um, as extra guard to fill in for the dragon bloods that have fallen.
3: Um, Faye would uh, excuse herself from their check wagon, just, like, confirm with Ember that, hey, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go sit with Des. I, or see if he wants company. Um, I'll be, we'll be close. But And then she will hop off and walk back to Des and if he is if he wants company even if it's just to sit in silence that's she just wants to make sure he's doing okay and will check his bandages since you know there was a fight recently and then a festival so who knows
2: so he sees you approach as lipless as the dragon bloods are he does give you a smile (laughs) and he yeah he just kind of like pats the, the bench beside him You uh, nimbly jump up there, get comfortable. Uh, He's made a very comfortable uh, bench full of like pillows and blankets. She goes, oh, uh, Faye, uh, that's nice to see you. Did you enjoy uh, Raven's Crest?
3: A little bit. I um, was not feeling myself, so I spent most of the time of the festival uh, in bed sleeping, trying to feel better. So. Um, But the the way in had good food, you know, and if you can judge a city by their food, then I think that's half the battle.
2: Yeah, that, that, you know, this is one of the first trips I've ever been on, but that is good advice. I (laughs) will remember that.
3: Mm -hmm. If you can find good food, it's usually a good, good town. I find.
2: Yeah, I didn't, I didn't make it in uh, to the town last night pulled my chuck wagon out outside the, the walls and slept there.
3: Mm -hmm. Um, she, she won't, she's not going to like overtly bring up, like, obviously like, Hey, your people are dead. Like, how are you doing? Kind of thing. But she's, we'll just make polite conversation to just pass time. And she knows that, um, with companions, uh, That are close to you falling, it can get really lonely and really dark real quick. So she's just more there to just offer a conversation, if any, or just to sit in silence.
2: Yeah, I mean, throughout the day, you guys exchange a little bit of chit chat here and there. Um, He explains that dragon bloods do funeral pyres. Mm -hmm. And that's what he was doing last night outside the wall. Um... But yeah, he's just kind of glad for the company and um, makes no mention or motion for you to move on until you want to do so.
3: Mm hmm. Um, Des, I know you're from Argonne and this is a little ways west of where you are. Do you know much about Perdition Island? Just kind of heard about it in passing. I'm just, I don't know much about it, but. But I'm also from, like, far east, so I don't know a lot of the west here.
4: Yeah.
2: He explains his, his or just, like, reminds you that he's from a little town north uh,
4: of our, Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah.
2: But, uh let's see. Nope. Never <laughs> no. heard of it. <laughs> the fat one. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's a natural <laughs> one on Dez's history check. He goes, no, where, where, where where's
3: that? It's. Kind of south of the Half Moon Sea in the bay there. I that's oh. about all I, I know where it is. I've just never really know much of its history. So I'm just just curious, really, and it's just like, okay, great. Is, this is is
2: it, is it, is it nice?
3: Hmm. I oh. I don't I don't know. Right. This is why I was hoping you would know. Trying to like make a joke. <laughs> um.
4: You see, he that's... just kind of
2: like awkwardly like chuckles.
3: Yeah. gotta Like,
2: make you feel better about. <laughs> yeah. That not you, don't, you don't
3: have to be polite about it, Des. <laughs> Thank you, though.
2: <laughs> At that, he does give like an actual like genuine smile. So you guys travel and three days pass you by uneventful. Guard shifts. Seems like the world is quiet currently, or maybe you're just getting luck after a couple rounds of bad luck. Several times the caravan um, must halt as a chuck wagon, you know, has a wheel shatter or uh, an axle split and you have to wait and help repair. And at the end of the second day, uh, Dutch halts the whole thing and calls uh, you, uh, the Red Willow Guild, forward. Um, You see one of his roadmates uh, is up there as the other one passed in a bandit raid. And the Great Road has about a 30 meter gash in it. The gravel and stone that it is made from is just shattered and it just looks like a great, almost like a battle was held here. And Dust just kind of like gets off and kind of starts inspecting and is welcome to uh, any suggestions.
3: Are there any, um, like it's, You're saying it's signs of a a fight that happened here. Are there any remains from this fight or is it just this big gash? You
2: can give me uh, investigation or perception checks.
0: (laughs) Oh, natural 20 for Nordum.
3: By chance, what time of day are we?
2: It's uh, early evening.
3: Uh, The sun is just starting to go down. Okay. Uh it's fourteen uh investigation for Faye
1: that ember uh ember rolled the seven for a total of thirteen
3: yeah and Norton
0: was your's perception or investigation uh they're both plus two, but he probably will do more investigation because okay. 'cause he'll probably know a little bit more about battle scenes and whatnot yeah right a yeah. commander yeah. Um,
1: Commander.
2: So there's an odd... Ember, right away, you notice. There's Mm. an odd amount of... It's just like random patches of mold and fungi are just like Mm. beautifully growing up from the ground. And you kind of inspect it, and it's growing from blood. From like grate that's soaked into the ground now. But like the grass... And the little bits of snow that remain are like deep red.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, Nordum, you see two footprints, two like very identical, identifiable footprints. One is humanoid shaped, which leads you to believe maybe forest giant, potentially a plane giant. Tough to say. Okay. You know, that the Some, forest giants are a bit bigger. Yeah, but it could kind of go either way.
0: Some sort of giant. OK,
2: yeah. At least native to the region, you think there aren't really any mountains around here. Um, so yeah. it's probably mountain giants are the biggest, but it's probably not that. Um, and then secondly, a firm uh, dragon footprint.
0: Oh, lovely. Kind of what size do I think of? maybe kind of identify if it's a younglin, a wormling, or like a, an elderly or.
2: You don't think it's like ancient sized, but it's got to be adult sized. Okay. And, um, Ember, if Nordum kind of like explains that to you or points out the footprint. Yeah, he'll, uh. First and that comes to your mind is Timber Drake or Timber Dragon, sorry.
1: Right, so I have a photo to show you in the render tent. Uh, the next time we open those books.
0: Why did you... Did you see something that would... Right,
1: so, so you see how, like, uh, these branches are snapped and stuff? Like, that's indicative of a dragon, a timber dragon.
0: Oh, a timber dragon. Oh, boy. Lovely. Um, he'll probably normal probably ask like a Dutch if he knows if there's any been or any talks or any rumors about a certain giant been around these parts if it would be a plains or a mountain giant to kind of just give a idea you know we're kind
2: of at a, a like a fortuitous uh, position here just on the west side of the great road up there. You see that tree line over there? I. That that marks the beginning of the charcoal forest. So it could be. I mean, giants roam. You know, they don't really mm. have homes. It very well could be. Uh, you know, a giant from the forest could be one roaming the edge. A plain giant roaming the edge. But I heard, I heard Amber just say uh, a timber dragon, and that I know there's at least a couple that lives in the charcoal forest.
0: Alright,
4: mm-hmm.
0: well, hopefully they don't uh, think of us as uh, too high-value target prey. and <laughs> Hopefully they'll just uh, keep to each other.
4: They're,
2: they're pretty benevolent creatures. You know, they, they don't really... They're survivalists, you know? Yeah. They're not here for gold or anything. Or
0: Only will attack if mainly provoked, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, and I mean, a giant, you know... It, it should think better about attacking a dragon. I mean, they're natural enemies, but it's not very common. There's only one set of tracks here, so I'm not sure what that's about. Giants usually roam in packs. Mm-hmm. Small clans
0: anyways. Well, I guess uh just keep on keeping on for the meantime.
3: How wide was this gash? Sorry, like I know you said it was 30.
2: Yeah, it's about 30 meters long, so like there's long. 30 meters missing up the great road, but there's like probably a square kilometer battlefield here and you can see if you go out and like inspect some more, um, it leads like directly to uh, the charcoal forest. And I'll get a history check with advantage. War. Hmm. (laughs) Uh, Seven. (laughs) The odd patches of mold and fungi that are popping up all around here very reminiscent of what was on uh, the spirit, Uh, the spirit. Yeah.
3: And that's all leading towards the charcoal forest. Yeah. Um, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but if we want to retrieve that amulet, we do need to go into that charcoal forest.
0: Does the great road run along the charcoal forest or does it go through it? It's going to pretty much
2: go through it, but like, uh-huh. imagine going through like like a sliver of it.
0: Yeah, just like the, yeah. the, the basic corners. edges of it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I can kind of draw it on the map for you guys. Give you a better idea.
3: Uh, would Faye know of any creatures or beans that would cause blood to sprout fungus and mold and all that stuff?
2: Um, So you grew up in like a forested area at the bottom Mm -hmm. of Moon Mountain in the Kerman Range and stuff. Um, Yeah. And what's what sparked Ember's uh, memory? uh, A timber dragon's breath weapon is spores.
4: Oh,
3: oh, interesting. Okay.
2: So if you have any kind of wound, even like your eyes or your mouth, it'll immediately start to grow and fester. And yeah. Out of a devastating breath attack
3: our um, little halfling thief did at least encounter the um, t- timber dragon um because when i when i uh she like looks quickly towards dutch um when i had that vision he was covered in spores so maybe yeah. the dragon is not so hungry because it just recently ate maybe yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you one
2: thing. Mm. We're going to be at least a day, probably a day and a half getting around this. Mm. So we'll make camp tonight. And then hopefully by the end of tomorrow, we'll have crossed this gash. And like you look, you're on like either side of the road is like soft, grassy dirt that has now been upturned by this huge battle Mm -hmm. and it's been raining for three days so you are pretty much stuck in a bog and you have to get 30 chuck wagons across at least 30 meters
0: lovely Um, great Um, I guess
4: everyone's just like yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: so
2: Dutch and his roadmate you know blow the horn, the whistle, and that's kind of the signal for everyone to pull off the road, pull into that circular formation. Caravans start to get uh, popped open. Uh, Food truck is out. Um, A tent is erected for one of the first times that you guys have seen. It's kind of just like a modern day, like steel tent that, you know, you just kind of like unfold and a roof pops up and That's where um, the fire is built underneath so it won't get extinguished by the heavy rain. Benches, seats, logs. Area of comfort. And you guys settle in for another night at camp.
0: Norton might go up to... uh, Dutch, and... Dutch. 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 (laughs) And kind of just... Ask him about the new, new guys. Kind of like their story. What, uh,
3: what their raid
2: is. He <laughs> <laughs> was, oh yeah, uh, right. Well, uh, we've got, um, two rangers
0: and a rogue. Figured they'd be handy. Are they kind of like a guild themselves or are they just, um, just kind of a couple of people that volunteered for it
2: you know they, they, they needed work uh, not a lot's going around you know we're getting into spring I think people are getting antsy um, to start traveling the roads again and uh, these three uh, they're brothers Ooh. so we've got Alton Ander and uh, uh, Roscoe now Roscoe's the rogue easy to remember
0: Rosco the rogue
2: um, Alton and Ander are the Ranger brothers. Their last name is uh, Green Bottle. They're they're pretty uh, amiable fellas. You know, they're happy for the coin. Uh, they love adventure. I've worked with them twice before when I lost. Well, you guys pretty much and Des are the only guards I have left when we made it to Ravenscrest, I was pretty confident they'd be happy to join.
0: Perfect. First one, they one to make sure they're not incompetent people, but Sounds like they're they're good.
2: I, I think you could attest, uh, Mister Ironbooth, that uh, incompetent people don't last long out in the wilds.
0: No, they do not.
2: No. What's your intent with that timber dragon?
0: You, you guys seemed interested. Uh, it's more not interested, just interested in staying away from it. I would say. Um, but I mean, if it it comes up, well. We'll have to deal with it that's for sure
2: yeah i mean i think it'll it'll keep to itself you know like i said they don't really look for trouble i'm, I'm hoping so yeah but if you guys uh yeah if you need anything just let me know
0: i uh straight back at you as well there do it. ah
2: thank you nordum you've been uh most uh, accommodating on this trip and you kind of exit his tent nordum and uh you see uh Valorous and Bram mm-hmm. deep in conversation with the Ranger brothers. The the Green Bottle brothers. Uh Roscoe is kind of on his own. Mm-hmm. But Valorous is picking uh uh A- Anders ear for sure, Ander and Alton.
0: Oh, of course they are. <laughs> uh or maybe just walk by and maybe take a little eavesdrop, kind of just as seeing what what they're all talking about. See if it's anything interesting.
2: Valeris is bartering a deal to see how much it would cost him to get them to join him to go into the charcoal forest to look for that dragon. Uh, he explains after talking to Faye you know, it's for a goddamn fact that is where his $5,000
3: bounty. Yeah, that, is. Yeah. yeah, no freaking kidding. That's why it's like, let's not what? let's not ignore this, <laughs> but let's not, 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 not.
0: God damn it, Valerie, so you already lost a hand. <laughs> you don't need to lose your life.
2: You also know like <laughs> Braum is a bad influence when it comes to adventure. Braum is just like, oh yeah, let's do it. Oh, we gotta go check this out. Like
3: yeah, Faye is, is so on the fence with Oh. Uh, uh.
0: <laughs> God damn it, Court Paint, What did you get us into? <laughs> <laughs> uh, alright. Uh, Norton will just pretend he didn't really hear that because he doesn't want to babysit right now. Uh, he might go back to the rent a tent and um, maybe just start looking up the bog dragon, or not the bog dragon, the forest dragon. Dragon. Timber Timber, dragon. That's Timber Timber dragon. Dragon, And maybe a little bit about the plains and mountain giants. Okay.
2: For our listeners, Timber dragon featured heavily in the second book, The Siege of Shadow. What are the other two doing?
3: Ember and Faye? I think Faye would kind of sheepishly approach Ember with uh two pots of co- of tea um Ember it's it's so strange Corpsebane has left us you know a couple cycles now and I still make a second pot of tea do you want to have would you partake or honestly it's out of habit and once I have a habit it's hard to break and
4: I miss
1: uh I, um no I sure I will have and tea so it would be lovely mm. thank you
3: welcome it's jasmine tea tonight jasmine with a little bit of vanilla i hope that's okay
1: that's i don't have any allergies we fine
3: <laughs> oh yeah i was more thinking of preference but yeah allergies is a good thing to think about for other people
1: <laughs> he's got like books and shit strewn in front of him he's like researching Timberjack and the other yeah. thing the that... Oh, you're, you're busy. I, um... No, no, no. It's... That's... I need a break from... Uh, this.
3: I need to tell you something, and I don't want to alarm you as much as I can. I... When we were on patrol, doing guard duty all, the other night with, um... The, when the, the bandits attacked.
1: Um, oh, right. Okay. so,
3: Yeah. Y- yeah. That's... East Elf that you chatted with? Mm. He was there, but not participating. I don't think he was a part of the band of bandits, but he was there skulking in a tree. I don't. I don't I don't know what to make of it. I spotted him, I think, really out of luck. And then, next thing I knew, I had a dagger in my chest, so I didn't really get the chance to do much else with that information, unfortunately. Huh. But, um, I figured I would let you know since... of your history.
1: Sorry. Uh, thank you. Um... He...
3: is... This is is why they offered... Okay, he's complicated. Why I offered the tea, hopefully, as a pizza offering.
1: It's... Uh, it is not... your fault. We had... We've all had a busy cycle, and a bit. I don't know who he is to me anymore. But... I'm surprised that he was around. Based on how our last conversation went.
3: Yeah, um... Which it was a a beautifully scary conversation,
1: <laughs> hmm.
3: but um.
1: All right, you are yeah.
3: Yeah, I yeah, I was there through Luna, I suppose. Hmm. I, we should have this conversation as well. Uh, Luna, can you make yourselves known to everyone? Let's affi- yeah. everyone officially meet Luna, please, so that no one thinks I'm crazy. More than I already am. I'm sure that people think Quentin is that an ability that Luna can do? Like I obviously Ammons only really show up to people who've seen and experienced like grave death and all that stuff.
2: Yeah. So, you know, (laughs) Nordum is at the other end of the table. Yeah. And he's just nose crooked bent nose in a book, just (laughs) learning all about this timber Drake, timber Hmm. dragon. And um, you're at the couch and Ember is at the other end of the table and Luna just kind of like walks up and down the table. They go and like sit in front of Nordum for a bit, cross their legs, put their elbows on their legs and hold their like chin in their fists, <clears throat> just kind of like watching Nordum. And then they hear you and they come over, waddle across the table. They just kind of like shake their heads at you. Oh, of course. But Luna goes over to Ember's book and just, like, flitters the pages. So, Ember, all of a sudden, all of your pages are just, like, going everywhere. Yep. And then Luna looks back to you, Faye, and, like, holds up their hands. Like, is that good?
3: Yeah, that that's just fine, Luna. Thank you. That's better than that's better than nothing. Thank you. I, uh, Faye probably has, like, some cookies or biscuits or something. And will, like, put it on the table. <laughs> I don't know if Luna actually eats but you know we'll offer <laughs> They do not. Nah. Yes. Of course. It's
1: the it's the thought. <laughs> yeah. exactly.
3: Face still learning about all this stuff.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Ah. Uh, all oh, oh, right. Okay. They're so nice, right?
3: Uh yeah, they're nice when I tell them to be nice. They're kind of uh mischievous to be honest with you. I um you know went back at the uh uh um Day of Endless Night or whatever it was that, whatever that festival was called. Sorry,
1: the yeah, uh, um, Day of Celestial Harmony.
3: No, this was way back when. Oh, um, oh. Uh, the Day Night, the longest night, longest night. Yeah, whatever it was. Um, when we were working in the general store, I noticed some kids, you know, pickpocketing and stealing, and I just I asked Luna to be like, hey, just. Give them a little scare, and it was a big scare. So they're nice enough. I think they're just uh, troublemakers.
2: And uh, for the podcast, Day of the Darkest Night. Thank you. Is the winter equinox. Yes. That we recorded an episode for you lovely viewers that died and crashed and burned. And we lost all of the audio. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> Forever lost in time. Hmm. Well, that is
3: they're really cute. I can draw you a picture added to your book.
1: These aren't my books. this actually came with a tent, but uh... well, and
3: then there are books. Everyone's books. True. That's our our tent, right?
1: If you. Um... Firstly, um, I'm glad to see you in better spirits today. Um, secondly, uh, I hope your little buddy doesn't steal anything from us. Although now that I said that out loud.
4: No yeah, ideas!
2: <laughs> you see, there's there's like a pen beside your book. It just it just gets lifted into the air and starts floating. Bang, away. Bang.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, no.
4: Yeah,
3: okay. I don't. I think you've challenged Luna, so. That is it.
1: No, you. No, that's. <laughs> Luna, uh, you are good. I trust you to not do this.
3: If it, uh, Nordum can see Luna.
0: Yes. He yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are you sorry? I,
3: I can. It, they, um, and it's, yeah. I've just, I know you guys probably think I'm crazy with all the things that I can see that you guys can't, but.
2: You see, Luna just books it across the table. Shit goes flying, Ember, and, uh, just jumps into Nordum's, uh, lap. Hey!
0: Okay, um. Just so starts your huge beard. <laughs> this is a timber dragon, and
4: oh
0: no. <laughs> Luna nods it seems ahead. very, very difficult. It 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 doesn't look fun. Hmm. No, Luna. Luna like flaps her arms like their wings. Yeah, yeah, just just like that. Yeah, that's that's what it does. <laughs>
2: And you see, uh, they become like a forest version, just like covered in bark and moss and all kinds of plant life.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I don't know what invisibility shenanigans are going on there, but.
3: Um... Can you not see them with your monocle?
2: Ish. No. 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 You, you, you guys kind of discerned earlier that Luna oh. is purely divine. Yeah. Right. Thank you. That would require a different kind of
1: magic.
0: Uh, unfortunately, not. Mm. Um, Actually, Ember, that that reminds me of something. Mm. Uh normal get up and come <laughs> over. Um, I I bought this as well. And pull out the spyglass. Uh, can Can your monocle maybe identify what magic is on this? Because apparently, there's some type of magic on it. I just don't know what. Uh, what are you
2: looking at here? So you pop your monocle on and you see obviously there's tons of little pieces of glass inside. Um, you look at like the large end um, and there's a piece of glass like two two inches back and it's glowing like a like a milky like cyan hmm. and um, you extend it and you look through it. Nothing really changes. And then you think, well, maybe I'll take it outside.
4: Mm.
2: And um, you look through the night, um, dark clouds above you, and um, you kind of look up and it pierces the clouds and you see all of the stars and the moons. And so you think at the very least, it'll look through all conditions at night and it might even show you the stars during the day.
1: Uh, I would relay uh, excuse all of this. This is uh, given that em- uh, Ember is uh, used to be a navigator. Uh, this is a, a fucking dream come true, is what this is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I would relay that uh, it it does that. It looks through conditions to see the celestial bodies. It might work so during the day. I don't know. But if we are at Sailing or need to navigate in heavy fog or whatever, as you look through this and you can find
0: North and go from there.
2: Bob's your oh. uncle. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Well do you do you want it, Ember? I I don't really know much about the stars and you seem to be always talking about the stars, so
1: <laughs> if, if it was not a great cost to you, I will absolutely hold on to it, yes.
0: Nope. Not not that big of a cost at all, so... It's all yours. Um, Thank you.
2: It's an item I just kind of made up on the fly, Ember, so yeah. I will put one into your inventory. Okay. Um, at this point, all three of you are standing outside rent a tent uh, just kind of gazing up at the clouds and <laughs> valorus and Braum kind of give you guys funny looks <laughs> and um, Valorous goes, uh, Well, you guys ready to uh, go to the charcoal forest? I got the okay from Dutch. We're going to borrow uh, Ander here and go make ourselves some money.
4: Hmm.
2: Like um, right now? Brom goes, Of course, Faye. What is a better time than now? Um,
0: a daylight. We'll for sure. <laughs> oh, Where's your sense of adventure, Iron Boot? I, I don't need a sense of adventure when we have a job, uh, getting the caravan. And possible death awaiting.
1: In all honesty, the forest has a tendency to sleep at night. This may be in our benefit.
2: Thank you, Ember. Exactly. Listen to Ember.
1: I'm not condoning this.
0: I feel like it's always the opposite. opposite. Hmm? (laughs) I feel like the forest is more awake at night. (sighs) Yes, but if it
1: eats, then it would probably want to sleep. And it's easier to see things running in the data. I yeah. can help with us if we want to move quiet.
3: I recently have acquired something that allows me to be a bit more sneaky, too. So I think we could be OK.
0: I feel like no matter what I say, you are a go in Oh, big nod from valorus Yep. <sighs>
3: I mean, Nor- Nordum, the, the amulet that Lord Scant is looking for is in the forest, so we we knew that we were going to be doing multiple jobs on this job!
1: It also puts you in good... It puts the Red Willow Guild in good favor with the Lord of Ravenscrest. And given everything that's upcoming, mm-hmm. it might be good to have.
0: I hate it... When you all agree on something stupid and you all make <laughs> sense of it, that's... Uh.
1: I believe it is your duties as a guilt master. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just keep guilt tripping. That. So that's what <laughs> that's I'm That's not right a now. guilt
1: trip. You can command us however you wish
0: at this point. Uh, did Nordum get a good amount of information from... Studying about timber dragons in that time? Uh yeah. Sure. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds Um, great. (laughs) Did it say anything Think about like if they're more active during the daytime, nighttime?
4: Definitely Uh, nighttime. Yeah, definitely nighttime. For sure nighttime.
2: Um, No, I mean, they're dragons. Uh, They'll do their business whenever they damn well
0: please. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, No son's going to tell them what to do.
4: (laughs) Nope.
2: Um, But
0: Ander, uh, the scruffy looking
2: halfling uh, with a long shabby uh, bloke. Well, it's it's nice to meet you. I'm uh, Ander Greenbottle. I'm a native of the area. Oh, I've spent a long, long bit of time in the charcoal forest. I'm confident I could get you there and back before sun up. My brothers, my brothers cleared it with Dutch. They'll take care of the caravan along with Dez. And uh, we'll
0: be quick in and out. I guess I don't have a choice.
1: Uh, yeah. I just Before we head out, um, if you do see the aforementioned individual again, raise it to me immediately. Please.
3: Yeah, of course. Yes, of course.
1: Thank you. That's it. Nordum, off to
0: stupidity. Did Nordum figure out what the weakness of the timber dragon is?
2: We will get to that. But right now, we are going to go into our first break.
1: (laughs) Its weakness (laughs) is that it loves eating gores. (laughs) (laughs) Run
4: away!
2: Hello again, it's Quentin Foote, your Fable Weaver. We wanted to remind our fans that if you can't get enough of the podcast, well, you're in luck. Latour is actually based off a fantasy novel series, The Vendavar Saga, of which I have written and you can own the first two books now. The Mighty Vendavar and The Siege of Shadow are set ten years after The War of a Thousand Dragons. What's even more exciting? is we offer the mighty Vendivar on Audible, narrated by none other than our very own Caden Chad, a.k.a. Corpse Paint. He produced and read the audiobook, complete with music and sound effects to truly immerse you into the story. So why wait? Go and read the first chapters on Cue Up Productions and see how these amazing stories inspired our podcast. Available on Amazon now.
0: Four. Now recording. Now, craig
3: Craig! It's the craig Craigalicious,
1: Craig-alicious. <laughs>
4: <Ooh. Sweet-ticious. laughs>
1: craig be working on his fitness. <laughs> Alright.
2: Let me start talking to end this nonsense. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. Please. I'll come back to... <laughs> Episode 22, Right? Twenty-two? No, twenty-three? No. Sorry, 20, everybody. Twenty-two? Twenty-two, yeah. Alright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always like start like episode like the next episode's notes before the episode we're playing, but anyways. <clears throat> Confusion, Quinn, get your shit together. <laughs> it You're is nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> it is nighttime on Latour. The Southern Great Road, as we left it, has a colossal gash in it. And the group is pulled over for the night to brainstorm a game plan. However, Valorous and Braum were feeling a little itchy, a little anxious to get uh, a little itchy for some adventure. Um, The kind of itch only adventure can scratch, you know, I feel like we've all been there. And so with one of the new halflings, uh, good God, it was two seconds ago. Ander, Ander Greenbottle. Is going to lead you into the charcoal forest, where a timber dragon and valorus's very expensive medallion should be waiting.
3: Did we, by chance, do any kind of research on what this amulet of the void does or is?
2: Um, you could have had time, so yeah, you can give me like a, uh, a history check with advantage. A street um, <clears throat> Nordum. Aye. So you found out timber dragons. Mm-hmm um their breath weapon uh is spores so not ideal absolutely
1: agreed super ideal (laughs)
2: Uh (laughs) um they have they're pretty much an extension of their surroundings as you are known that all dragons are on Latour. you've got glacier dragons you've got cave dragons desert dragons cloud dragons water dragons timber dragons they all are so magically imbued that they just feed off of their surroundings so the picture you saw is instead of scales it's almost like a dense bark um it has wicked curving horns uh they're almost always green or brown in color a moss hanging off almost like um like a beard would be and like big bushy eyebrows of just moss Flora and fungi growing out of all of these uh, interweaving um, bark scales. Um, Benevolent creatures for the most part. They do not, they're never reported, um, you know, laying waste to a city. Uh, They're not interested in gold and treasure like most dragons are. Um, They will only fight if feeling
0: threatened. And of course, we're going to threaten it
3: because that's what the party wants. we're not just we're just searching for a body that has fungus on it that has an amulet. Yeah, hopefully we can just be like, hey, Timber Drake, we don't want anything to do with you, bro. Let us just take this thing and go.
0: Yeah, let me know how that turns out for you. Oh, I will when I'm a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> when you're a ghost-haunting Nordum, man.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, Cool. I'm assuming that probably... Did it say anything in the book about having probably good camouflage? Like oh, yes. TV Masters yeah. at yeah. blending into their surroundings. Of yeah, course, that's, that's what I thought.
1: sick.
0: Walking on top, it don't even know it. All right. Uh, and before I left where we went for the break, I asked about its weaknesses. Yeah. And then you're
2: like, oh, wait, what weaknesses? Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, OK, honestly, fire.
0: Yeah not great oh no oh for it not great for it or not great for against it. it okay yeah
2: yeah because it is basically comprised of you know
0: flying leaves material. and bark <laughs> and moss okay yeah so so not always great for them all right uh norm will tell the party uh, if you got to fire use it because uh, it, it doesn't quite like it so
2: valorous feels pretty confident about that yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you guys walk. It's it's dark, um, so it surprisingly takes a while. Um, it takes about an hour to reach the tree line of the charcoal forest. You all except Valorous and Ander and Braum can see perfectly in the night. Fae and Ember, you're the only ones who see color at night. Hmm. And this forest, you see where it gets its name? The bark is like a really uh, darkish gray. It almost looks like a uh, a birch tree, but like reversed. So like mm. there are like little strips of white inset on bark that is mostly like a dark gray. And it's got spindly branches that kind of like spin off every which way. And uh, uh, like black, black leaves. Um, and you see the forest floor uh, is just littered with these black leaves and um, broken branches as you guys enter
1: inside. Uh, Ember is going to take one of the leaves uh, off the ground, sort of mix it with some ashes that he has uh, in one of his uh, many bags of seeds and buds and whatnot. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I'm going to uh, sort of blow on the ashes as it sort of, like, uh, sprinkles out Twilight. I'm casting uh, Pass Without a Trace as it sort of falls Very over cool. the party. Um, wow. And, yeah.
2: That's awesome. Good visual. So Ander takes... I'll need a little bit of, like, your guys's marching order. Ander is going to take the lead. Um, <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's he's kind of offered to, you know, guide you guys through this. Who wants to take up the back? So Valoris and brahm. Are settled firmly in the middle. Yeah. Valor's or uh, Brom has his flame sword lit up, unless you guys instruct him not to.
1: I th- think we would tell him to have it at the ready, but I'll go in front because I mean, it kind of defeats the purpose of a sneaking if there's a flaming fucking blade going through okay. the forest.
2: Brom just kind of nods at that. Yeah. Goes, ah, right. Of course, Ember. And he kind of extinguishes it, but he's got it in his hands.
1: Yeah, like ready to go kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Norm will probably go towards the back. Kay. If no one wants to be at the very back, he'll be at the very back, but... Mm-hmm. Ember will probably be second.
2: Yeah, so you've got Ander, Ember, from Valorous, Faye, Nordum, kind of taking up the rear. Sure. Three. Okay. I'm in the
1: forest, so...
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm a little bit more confident.
2: (laughs) Can I have survival checks from you, Ember, with advantage and anyone else who wants to
1: survival Um, with advantage?
2: Yeah.
3: I. Uh,
1: Oh, I don't. Sorry.
3: Did you ask me to roll a history and I immediately forgot why? Yeah. Why were you going to roll history? It was the (laughs) race, it was a 16. But what was the history for?
2: Let's start talking to Yeah. Man. I don't even remember.
0: <laughs> Stop the recording and check back. Kidding. <laughs> There's something to
2: do with it. no. I totally forget. If it comes we'll, up, I'll we'll bring it up.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Faye's looking for um tracks of that um fungi decay stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what she's looking for. Either way, but mm-hmm. she will. Yeah, we'll roll survival for sure.
1: Uh, twenty-three yeah. for Ember. 23.
2: Okay. So, Ember, um, you actually, you see Ander kind of stops for a minute and he kind of gets to one knee and he starts looking around and um, he kind of stands up and he's just, it's its not for sure, but you know he's looking for a trail.
4: Hmm.
2: And immediately yeah. imme- immediately you're like, oh well, this is the way the dragon went. yeah, And you just kind of like, you know, probably touch him on the shoulder and kind of give him a help. Just a light tap
1: um, and, yeah. Yeah. Tap and, tap and point kind of thing.
2: And you see that like right then and there like you have like earned this ranger's approval you found something that he was struggling with and that he finds that impressive so the two of you kind of take the lead now side by side and you follow this trail Faye, you're looking around for this uh particular fungi Mm -hmm. and you don't have any luck because as the further in you get um and even Ember can attest to this, you get a, a sort of sense of home, Ember. Not nearly on the, the same scale. Yeah. But um, a lot of the plants start to glow with a bioluminescence. Fungi of all variations um, grow. Some give off um, weird strobes, like pulses of light. Um, you see the odd bird or butterfly flutter past your guys' heads with uh, wings um, glowing in the wind and the odd pool of water that seems to be um, lit from the bottom up. But unfortunately, you don't get anything of the particular fungi that you're looking for. So you guys walk for about half an hour and then it starts to become really obvious. There is entire trees knocked over. There are more and more obvious footprints, Ember. And you kind of look up at one point, you and Ander stop and you can see The tree canopy has pretty much been like ruptured Mm -hmm. and all around it in this one particular area, um, you surmise that this dragon crashed and broke these trees and rumbled and ruptured this ground. And now you have a very easy trail to follow as it didn't, you know, try to gain flight again as it's walking through the forest.
1: And so you follow that. Yeah. I was going to say, all of this is relayed via mimicry with hand signals.
4: <laughs>
2: and I'm assuming everyone's probably keeping an open eye of their surroundings.
4: Mm hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're about to go. We're being quiet and trying to go into a dragon's den, of course. Yeah.
2: So can I get survival checks from Nordam and Faye?
3: Do we need to roll any um, stealth checks by chance?
2: Uh, I'll call for it when you when it's needed. Okay. Not yet, <laughs> not yeah. yet.
0: Do we have advantage on these self checks?
4: You do, does. Versus, Faye uh, does. This survival.
0: Uh, survival. I mean, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Norm got natural one plus two, so three.
3: Well, <laughs> uh, Faye got a six plus three, so nine.
2: Ooh, honestly, you're both just captivated by the beautiful, uh, glowing things.
1: It is pretty. Mm.
4: <laughs> it's pretty
3: in
1: here. <laughs>
4: just don't mm.
3: know about it. Fascinated oh. by the nighttime creatures too. Well, look don't eat, don't eat that. Don't
1: eat that.
2: I roll two d20s for the other two boys. It's okay. poisonous. It. Um, Bram is actually proving his worth here, and he goes, uh, "Hey, just, just if anybody cares, there's a." set of tracks over here and he points them out they are humanoid um it's clearly a boot print
3: smallish biggish like medium-sized creature or humanoid
2: uh akin to like valoris and um brahm's foot size and curiously enough it is leaving the uh, the area in which you guys are traveling towards hmm that
1: is interesting
3: do we split the party?
4: <laughs>
0: no. <Are you>? No. <laughs> no. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. More of them. No. No. No splitting. We're in a forest that we don't know. We're not leaving each other.
3: Okay. Okay. Okay, Dad. Sorry, Dad. Uh, which way do we want to go then? Do we want to go So, these these the smaller tracks or the crashing crash landing tracks?
0: probably the dragon but well so we're looking for an object and why do we exactly think the dragon has the object
4: well
3: i don't well i don't think the dragon has it the the halfling that had it encountered this dragon so we're maybe in at least the right area whether or not the dragon would have dragged the body back to his nest for late-time dinner snacks, or...
1: Right, so... Somewhere um, else. I can do something that will kind of settle this a little bit, but I need everyone to not move for, like,
0: three minutes. Like, by not move, like, how much can we not move? Like, don't move. Like, just, like, a step? Like, I might sway...
1: Like wind, <laughs> like like stand there and breathe. And okay.
3: okay, that I
0: can do.
1: Light sway. That
3: is it. <laughs> just probably caught con- like always at a bit of a buzz, and that's why he's swaying. Yeah,
2: that's fair. <laughs> Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, it's good to have a
2: canonical answer to that.
1: <laughs> so Amber's going to stand. Sort of at, like, where the two paths would diverge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. Super quick, as quickly as I can, which is going to be 12 Mm -hmm. seconds. Mm -hmm. I'm going to drop Pass Without a Trace. I'm going to cast Locate Object if it's within a thousand feet. So it'll give me a direction. Mm Mm-hmm get the ping of whichever direction to be like alright let's find what fucking path and then drop that and recast pass without a trace
4: oh yeah. boy
0: not not to be a rules uh, oh. rules person rule yeah, yeah. rules lawyer because I was thinking about doing that too but at least mine says you need to have seen the object within 30 feet oh
1: that's true spot can look at a specific object to Alternatively, it can load the nearest object of a particular kind, such as a certain kind of apparel, jewelry, furniture, tool, or weapon.
3: I just remembered what the history check was for. It was for the amulet of the void. Uh yes, information <laughs> on it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. As um, we're talking about casting locate object, that's yeah. what it was.
2: Yeah. Boy, I hate to be that guy to do that to you.
1: No, I understand.
2: Um, <laughs> well, the, oh. Ember, we'll get, we'll get, okay, we'll figure that out in a second. But, Faye, there is, like, you can't find anything about this. And, like, Valoris, kind of, like, makes a point of it seemed like it was quite, like, a -a one-of-a-kind specialty object Mm -hmm. that had been in in Skent's possession for some time. So, like, you guys aren't surprised that you can't find anything on it. Yeah. So, as per the locate object, it can be, like, a rough idea of something, right?
1: Yeah, it can locate the nearest object of a particular kind, Right. So like I could be like, amulet, and realistically we're in the middle of a fucking forest. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe there's another dead person's amulet
0: out here. Who knows? But points to all our chests.
3: <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, the
2: the <laughs> only problem is Valoris has a very pronounced amulet on yeah. top of his robes around his neck. Yeah.
3: Um. Yeah. I can do something <laughs> similar, but I can locate a creature. Ooh. I can either try to locate the corpse of this half lane or the dragon.
1: Is the corpse a creature?
3: We'll have to try. I've never tried this spell before, so we'll have to try. to it. it locate creature, Kirsten? It is, yeah. Okay, I mean,
0: technically a... it was a creature at one mm-hmm. point.
3: So... Describe okay. or name a creature that is familiar to you. I sense the direction of the creature's location as long as the creature's within a thousand feet. Yes. Uh... This spell can't locate a creature if running water at at least five yeah. or ten feet wide blocks a direct path between you and the creature. So, I just yeah, I just read it. Um, oh god,
2: oh god, I it didn't have the answer to my question in the spell description, which is just I hate it when that happens because then <laughs> you have to be a grown up and figure it out for yourself.
3: <laughs> if it, I mean, even if it doesn't work for the corpse, we can at least. Focus on the dragon, so we know where to maybe not go, not go, or at least have an idea of where it is, so that because it's a concentration for up to an hour, and as if the creature moves, I can sense which direction it's moving, so we can at least have it as like a, a radar pane of it's in our vicinity potentially.
2: Okay, I'm gonna say yes, it does work
3: on the on corpses. Okay
2: because you have no idea what kind of corpse this thing would be like you're talking about the foot the footprints the boot prints
3: yeah but yeah i guess but even if we're if we're just solely here to look for the amulet Faye saw the spirit of heron right yeah so she would know she would be familiar with that creature if the spell works on undead not undead but dead
2: okay 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 that sounds good Um, Then, yes, you do get a ping on Heron, if that's what you're looking for. And it is about 500 feet towards the Trail of the
0: Dragon. Of course it is.
2: This is like a weirdly complex with the boot prints, Heron, the (laughs) dragon, (laughs) Mm -hmm. these spells, but I think this works out the best. Yes.
0: Quinn was the. And option.
2: he is not moving. Sorry. Sorry yeah.
0: <laughs> was the option that you were telling us about earlier was about splitting the party? No, it was not at okay. all.
3: <laughs> that was the gift, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: gift to the DM. So Ander looks back to you guys. And he goes, I'm here to serve you. What do you guys want? You well, follow the trainer of
1: of the dragon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I, we, uh, uh Faye's eyes are like, uh, glowing. That's a uh, light twilight celestial glow. I have this as she's like casting this locate creature spell. I have this for at least an hour. So if we want to follow the footprints, we can. And if it leads nowhere, or if it leads somewhere else.
0: Or if you all had enough adventure, we could, uh, just go back the way we came.
3: Nardum, <laughs> I thought you would be one for excitement.
0: I I am, but we have a job that we are currently doing that I don't We're doing want.
4: one. We're yeah, multitasking.
0: This, this, is, this is like a, a silly side quest that-
2: That's uh, worth that. a lot of gold. Yeah, Valorus is like, that's worth 5,000
0: gold pieces, Commander. Yeah, and I think that's just going to go straight into your pocket. This one, so no,
2: no, no it is not. I am happy to share. I've <laughs> said us uh, several times out loud that I will be happy to help fund the Red Willow Guild going forward.
0: Yeah.
2: Which I Kyle can... actually has. <laughs> <Man. laughs> I'm just
3: that. He has said that.
0: Kyle comes back. What did you tell? Her? What did you say? <laughs> I said.
3: I said no such thing <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Fine Fine
3: We can check out both directions At least a little bit to see where we need to go It's hard to tell at this point When we're at a fork in a road
1: Main mm-hmm? objective first Secondary second Cure amulet Check out Sing afterwards If nothing goes wrong
2: Yeah, yeah. Val- Valor says If, if you're pinging Heron up here And he was the last one who had the, the amulet Then that's where we're going Cool. Let's go. I guess Faye takes lead now. All right. So you take lead. Um, No survival check necessary, but I will get those stealth checks from everyone.
3: And pass without trace is still up? Question mark. Okay.
1: All right. It's up for another thirty minutes. (laughs) Ah. Flat eighteen for Nordum.
0: Is that adding your ten? My ten. Oh, from from pass. So no, right? uh, So twenty-eight. 28.
3: 4. Nope. 24 total.
0: Four. I have a all plus
4: right. 6.
3: and advantage.
0: Oh, and
1: add plus 10. Okay, so that is 32. <laughs> all
2: right. So you all roll big numbers. Surprise, surprise.
1: Pass <laughs> without a trace, yo.
2: It's uh, great. Yeah, it is great. So, you, Faye, you're leading them through this forest that is becoming gradually darker the bioluminescence begins to fade away and the destruction around increases to a certain extent and this continues for about five minutes and then you see uh, a clearing with the lusciousness that is comparable to what you experienced in the everspring glade it is pure raw nature boosted and fed by magic that only a dragon can harness. And a natural den has kind of sprouted up. And you see a dragon, a timber dragon, that fits the description. It is wrapped around almost to make like a bit of a crescent shape. It is soaked in bright green blood that has already begun to sprout um, small trees, moss, every kind of fungus you can imagine. And you don't even need to make any kind of check to realize it is not breathing. That this timber dragon has passed and it is circled around a small bed of grass that is holding or being held up by twigs. So it almost makes a bit of a cradle. Mm-hmm. And there is a head sized egg just
3: sitting there.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Here's the gift that the DM was talking about, guys. <laughs> Is it a <gasps> gift
2: or a curse, Miss
3: Walker? Curse. Curse. Hurston wants to pick up the egg and have a little dragon friend. Norman's going to
0: get like some cloth, extra cloth, and kind of make a bandana out of it. Just in case any random spores pop up. Smart. because <clears throat> Yeah, you do see
2: already this dragon is like rapidly decomposing and turning into an extension of the forest. So perception checks, probably from everyone. Ooh,
0: 19 plus uh.
1: or Nordum and Bell has a 14 total. <laughs> uh,
3: 24 total for Faye. Mm.
2: So Faye, You are immediately. Confident and pretty much everyone is to a certain degree, that there is no threat around here. This is deep in the heart of a forest. You guys made it here through circumstance that this dragon kind of crashed and made it pretty easy to track. Otherwise, it's damn near impossible to find a timber dragon's den. And you are you're getting hard pings from Heron's body. And I feel like for anyone who has been watching the hit TV show, The Last of Us, he is pretty much just a mushroom now his body is just gross <laughs> as heck
3: do, do i see the body at this point or do i just still get okay yeah um well yeah. Uh, that tall ish mushroom looking thing over there that's um that's heron so the amulet could potentially be there for the dragon
2: you see valorus kind of falls in Your footsteps, Nordum, and he uh, pulls like the tail of his cloak up, and he just kind of like starts wrapping around his head or his mouth, anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, And he walks over to uh, Heron's body, and the rest of you are free to explore this space. Um, But you do see Valoris pull a chain off from Heron's body. And kind of hold up this swaying medallion
3: uh, Faye would reach into her pack and pull out her um her owl like doctor mask oh. to...
2: <laughs> I just fucking love that mask it's just so cool
3: <laughs> um, so that now her face like eyes nose mouth is covered and contained um and we'll follow valoris and just to confirm that that is in fact the amulet that we are looking for she has no idea but yeah
2: so you walk up to it with him and he pulls it off and he holds up the medallion for the two of you to look at you see it's like uh it's like a two-pointed diamond so it's got four four points Mm-hmm. And the north and southern tip are quite like elongated. So it kind of just looks like a stretched out square, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but inside is a swirling vortex of uh, grayish smoke. And he looks at you and he goes, I think we found it.
3: Yeah, I think I would say it's safe to do so. Looks around and is seen if the spirit of Heron makes an appearance here.
2: So it rises from... His body, and spirit, mm-hmm. and he goes, thank you for honoring my quest.
3: Why'd you steal it?
2: Greed of the living and cause anyone to do anything. This is where greed takes you.
3: And Lord Scant is its rightful owner? He is. OK, well, peace be with you. And may the caretaker take you to your to your eternity
2: see he kind of like closes his eyes and he just kind of like is almost pulled backwards into one of the trees and it's just like fades away and you see Luna looks up at you from the ground and they just give you like one long uh, slow nod
3: oh, it's nice to actually send spirits instead of holding on to them um, we got the amulet guys good to go I don't know what you want to do with this egg. If anyone else is doing anything.
0: Norm's <laughs> probably just triple-checking, make sure the dragon's <laughs> actually dead Yeah, <You> know, just...
2: <laughs> yeah, you kind of... you go up to it very cautiously. Yeah. And um, you see, like, you know, its torso doesn't move whatsoever. You don't hear any inhale or exhale of breath. And I mean, this thing is massive, yeah. of course.
0: He'll probably, like, poke it with his axe a bit. Just like... It's deep.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Bust
3: of spores. (laughs) Uh,
0: Then he might go just check out the egg and look at it and see what's...
4: okay. Ember's already taken it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no.
0: (laughs) Has Ember grabbed it?
1: Oh, when he went to look at the dragon, I held my breath uh, and walked up Put the egg in a the satchel. There is no satchel you
2: own that fits this egg.
1: Oh, yeah, I guess it's the size of a head. It's under my left arm. It's under my it's under my metal arm.
2: Yeah, it's it's quite large. You feel mm. it is hot to the touch.
1: Mm, of course.
2: You feel a very like faint heartbeat inside. And the whole thing is like very soft, fuzzy uh, bark.
0: Um. So it's. What's your plan, here, Ember? With the, uh, with the egg?
1: You see, I have not thought it An- through.
2: <laughs> Ander actually pipes up, hmm. and he goes, well, I suggest you think it through, friend. If that thing hatches, you're responsible for it. It'll think it's you're its parent for life." He shrugs. He asks, "He asks <laughs> you?" Do you mean it harm? No. Are you telling the truth, or else I'll need a deception check.
1: Uh, I can give you a deception
0: check, but I'm I'm telling the truth.
2: Yeah, if you're telling the truth, then he will nod.
0: Oh boy. Um. Well, there's there's a. I'm going to say there's probably a. Probably can't keep that in the guild hall if you do plan on keeping it. <laughs>
1: The plan is to get it to a different place where it's not near roads so it can make its lair in a place that doesn't deal with people.
3: You want to go deeper into the charcoal forest?
1: No, this place sucks.
3: Oh, okay.
1: It's pretty, it's very pretty, but it's also kind of, we're getting kind of close to three gates.
4: The only Mm. problem
0: is I don't know if it will get the skills it needs to survive without... Apparent? For a little time. I'm not really sure on how uh, dragon adoption mm. uh, kind of thing works, so...
3: There's like a, a rescue society for dragons or something like <laughs> it's, that.
2: <laughs> it's the DAA, the Dragon Adoption Association. There you obviously. go. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh.
1: Well, they are very intelligent beasts, and that is something that... Uh, Can't speak with animals and beasts, so...
3: I mean, do... I mean, obviously, two dragons had to make this egg. Would there be a different parent that we could... Oh yes,
0: let's just go knock they- on the baby daddy's house uh, somewhere and give it to him. Like, oh, here's here's your kid. Have fun. That's it. Uh, uh, That's like not what I
3: meant. It's
2: really uncomfortable for a second. <laughs> <I>
3: just, <laughs> it's like, maybe there's like, maybe the the other parent is hunting and it's gonna come back. I don't
1: know. Then that is assurance that it won't kill us. i
0: am not quite... I feel like that might be more inclined to kill us if we are carrying it takeaway, but
1: It may be more inclined to find us. But if it sees that it's like threatens and they're not stupid creatures.
0: No, that's that's true. They're definitely not. Mm. But they're also not necessarily the most nice creatures.
1: Would you rather be wandering through the charcoal forest with a potential other dragon out there with no bargaining chip, or with a bargaining chip? Uh,
0: to be honest, neither, because that's what I originally <laughs> wanted.
1: <laughs> in all we have to cross that gouge. Um, anyways, and we're here. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Let's just get. I, back. I'm
2: going to throw in a fun little like tidbit. Uh, yeah. I'm going to be David Attenborough for a second here. <laughs> Nordum, when you were reading up on Timber Dragons, the father doesn't stick around. There you
0: go. (laughs) From what I read, the father doesn't stick around. So, most likely, the other parent isn't going to come after us because it's not uh, here. So, that's that's what they said in the book. So, maybe this one's different. I doubt it, but. (laughs) be <laughs> <Daddy>, dad, <no>. and <laughs> all.
3: I mean, I'm happy to have a dragon egg with us for a little bit until we find a better home for it. Yeah.
0: Does it? Do, do you need like someone to sit on it? Does it need to be warm? Like,
3: <laughs> I, I, do you think I know? that? I'm
0: 23 years old. <laughs> I'm, I'm not just saying. Where if you
4: sit your
1: fat ass on this and break it?
0: <laughs> this is a lot of responsibility taking this egg. That's oh, what I'm I, saying. <gasps>
4: You see, it just
0: comes up. It's just as in a pet that you just get to have fun with. I'm
2: not he seeing He walks that. up to you, Amber. Hmm. And as he's walking up to you, he, like, kind of like dashingly takes off his uh, big wool cloak. And he, as he does so, uh, a bright uh, medallion is revealed. And it is uh, the sigil of Ayana. And so then you get the impression that, like, this dragon is probably, like, very sacred to him. Mm. Um Oh, yeah. And he just kind of, like, offers to, like, wrap up the egg for you and give it back. And he goes, since you guys, since you guys brought it up, I I would keep it as warm as possible. And I did notice there was a dragon blood fella with the caravan. He might know a thing or
1: two. So, well, how are you making it way?
2: Uh, what do you mind if we get the hell out of this forest?
1: Right, I, I was. Yeah, I that's agree. so yes, this <laughs> very yes.
3: Do we want to check out that other tracks, the humanoid tracks? They were leaving this crash site.
0: That's can. I tell the I Yes. Is it the same boot size as the uh, gentleman that is? A mushroom mushroom it is (laughs) it is actually comparable yes do y'all think it was just maybe him and he got somehow dragged back here
1: so the dragon crashed he left the site then somehow ended up where the dragon is dead himself
0: or maybe he was on the run into the forest and then he was on his way back and got taken back with the dragon
1: follow for five ten minutes see if it Turns out anything, if not, uh,
0: how about I just grab his boot and we'll, we'll measure okay. the size of the boot That's on the way the... out?
1: All right, hold your breath.
0: <laughs> Norton will grab his boot off his foot. Nice, he grabs boot. It's uh, super, <laughs>
2: yeah, super gross.
4: Uh,
0: <laughs> foot definitely comes with it. Uh, <laughs> the bone
2: is just so brittle.
3: Um,
0: Norm's just going to hold it at an arm's length all the way. <laughs>
3: get like um, a twig <laughs> hold it in the boot <laughs> like, <shouldn't they? laughs> um faye just before they leave we'll say um we'll just hold like a quick prayer for the great beast this dragon is it's the first she's ever really seen and it's yeah uh uh amazing despite what unfortunately happened she met ima- imagined they lost the the fight with the uh giant is probably what happened so mm. she just Gathers up some like wildflowers that that's in the clearing and just lays it around its head. And you see that piece, those wildflowers
2: flowers instantly decay, take root,
3: yeah. Oh, okay, and
2: start to grow and grow fast, mind you. And it does appear to be a, a beautiful tribute as you leave this already uh impressive visual. And you guys make way out of there. Um, You get to the uh, boot print track and it's slightly smaller, Nordum, the boot that you have.
0: Of course it is.
2: However, I'll save you the trouble. Okay. You see from like this vantage point around like the next tree, you just kind of see like a shoulder like sticking out. I'll just go... Yeah, you gotta, like, carefully investigate it. Um, same thing. You think this was probably, like, a companion mm. to uh, Heron, And they have succumbed to the same fate that he had. This is just one big gash across his back, but has the same kind of fungus spores uh, growing out of it that has pretty much all but consumed him.
4: Mm.
0: Uh Oh, yes, consumed him, so we probably can not see if he has any goodies on him.
2: No, you, you think, like, even Heron, for the most part, was more mushroom than man, yeah. Okay. than halfling. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah. You guys, if all uh, parties are happy, make it out of the charcoal forest and back to your caravan. Um, And, Faye, you know that there's actually still quite a few hours of nighttime to go. All things considered, it was a quick in and out journey.
4: Mm-hmm. You nice. see,
2: uh, Dutch and his roadmate are just scratching their heads, still at this uh, great gorge, the gouge of land. The caravan is all but quiet. The fire still roars, but everyone is fast asleep. The halfling and gnome brothers, which now kind of strikes you guys as odd, as that they introduce themselves as brothers, even though they're different races. Um, and Des are standing guard. And you can all feel free to explore that space. Um, Valor says he's going to go and study the medallion uh, amulet.
3: And I um, just maybe throughout the whole course of this uh, encounter, um, or even just from now that we're back at the camp onward, can I be on a lookout for, um, well, she knows this as Dalton, like the, the key stuff that she saw in the tree?
2: Yeah, you can give me uh, perception checks with advantage because it's nighttime. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20 total. You like give good, hard uh, scans of your surrounding areas and you, there is no fucking sign of this guy. Mm. Um, but, you know, for a fact, as someone who's traveled lots and probably tailed a few people now and again, Especially being with Valorus for the last few years, um, it is easy to keep a great distance while still, you know, tracking mm-hmm. someone, following someone. However, so he could mm-hmm. be a half a day behind, he could be just a ridge line back. You don't, you're not really sure.
4: Yeah.
3: Um. I think over the next couple of days and cycles, Faye will just be looking out for. Yeah. For him. But
2: cool. Sure. Thank you. Alright.
3: Anyone else?
1: Ember will wrap the egg up put it in his bed Um, go to the book that Nordum was studying and start reading.
2: Oh, I'm such an idiot. I should have, uh, this is what you guys should have been looking at for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Visual. Wow. Wow. Right? Wow. Okay. But back around <laughs> it then. <laughs> my bad <laughs> quick um, detour. Detour. I was enjoying the view it was beautiful picture. um <laughs> all right so what book are you trying to discern anything Ember? you just having a quick read before bed kind
1: of thing uh it's just to start to garner basic knowledge on anything if there's anything additional within the books that norta might have skimmed that didn't really take you know take into account which fair. Um, he's not expecting, uh, uh, how to train your dragon treaties, but, <laughs> but more so just, uh, uh, looking into like, okay, what might they eat? What might they yada? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, are they omnivores? Are they, you know, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So. Yeah.
2: So that it does have like a pretty big behaviors, um, section yeah. in it. Primarily you notice, and even like growing up hearing stories from other Keyst and such, Timber dragons are just about the most amiable of all dragons. Um, They are long known to be they they never integrate in society, or at least not that you've read of or heard of. But they will help people who are lost or starving or any thing that follows under, you know, immediate threat. Um, If a timber dragon is around, they will most likely help.
1: Or so just like this is my section of the forest. I'm like get the hell out of it, but also like don't have tussles in here kind of thing,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, and like if you ever sought one out with good intention, they might you know put you up for the night and enjoy a conversation. They're very intelligent creatures and they like to hear the nuances of you know the the shorter lived humanoids of the world and what and weird yeah they gossip eat.
1: we might have yes, exactly
2: <laughs> and yeah, they eat meat. Vegetables, berries, all uh, pretty much anything a yeah. uh, forest diet can offer.
1: Gotcha. Uh,
0: Nordum. Um, Nordum will probably maybe just help Valoris out. Kind of, kind of interested in what is so invaluable about this amulet. Okay, so he is in his room.
2: Oh. And he was being kind of like, I'm going to go in my room, man. Check this thing out. Bye. And like, didn't say thanks to Ander. Didn't like, give you guys like a, hey, thanks for coming out and trusting me on
0: this. Maybe normal, like go by after a little while and kind of like
4: mm-hmm.
0: not is there, I can't remember if we discerned no, if there's it's just, doors. It's just canvas doors yeah. pretty much. Kind of like, uh Hello, Valeris. Um, did you how's how's the research going? Uh you hear deep snores. Normal, we'll kind of like poke his head in a little bit, see if he's actually sleeping or if his he's got his back
2: to the entrance, mm-hmm. but he is resting, head on the pillow, kind of curled up a little bit under the blankets. And in all fairness. Dude had his hand cut off a cycle ago. He's been pretty like in and out of it, sleeping a lot in the back of the chuck wagon the whole time, pretty much sleeping, meditating when he can. Um, And, you know, the bandit fight took it out of him, And then he was busy the whole day of celestial harmony. Uh, He wouldn't shut up about how amazing and relaxing it was to be pampered at
0: the spa. So right now he just kind of seems like a tuckered out boy. (laughs) All right. Uh, normal uh, maybe uh, drink some ale, eat some food and head off to bed. Alright. Yeah, if there's anything Faye that you want to do, you can
3: let me know. I think he offers to relieve one of uh, like either Dez, Roscoe, or Alton Mm
4: -hmm.
3: for a couple hours for like on, for watch. And We'll spend some time, I guess, at the new gorge, the right, yeah, the gash mark in the um, in the road, and ponder about how how they could fix it. She thinks that she has a spell that you know, gif- given a lot of time, could potentially mm, fix at least the road section of it, but it would. She thinks it's more worth trying to actually go around than... It's it's stone shape is what she's thinking that she she has access to that can... But it's like, fixes five feet at a time, so it's like... Yeah. eh, It's not maybe that great of a spell to use for this scenario. Something to consider, though. Yeah, When you you guys
2: tackle it the next day or whatever, you can have advantage Mm -hmm. when it comes to brainstorming
3: and such. Yeah, but she'll eventually find sleep, too.
2: Yeah, uh, Des will be more than happy to take the shift change. You guys wake up. New day level up. Uh what <laughs> no. <laughs> a chance at hellfire. You just leveled up last session.
3: <laughs> I I was hoping you forgot and like,
2: <laughs> Honestly, you guys probably won't level up for a long time, which is sad, but true.
4: Oh, yeah. OK.
2: Um, Damn it! Damn it, Bobby. So, the rain has absolutely flooded the whole section of Earth that had been upturned. Valorous was up and at it early. He offered to uh, take um, Roscoe's shift change, and immediately there is a sense of panic from one of the chuck wagons. Uh Oh. And there's a kid missing.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And Dutch uh, immediately goes to calm the family down and puts a search party together. And that is where we will end episode 22 Fables of the Tour.
0: Okay. Amber, did you give a kid money again to go find candy?
1: <laughs> I d- unfortunately did not. We hope you enjoyed this production of Fables of Latour. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes, and give us a follow on Facebook and Twitter for any future updates.